Up and Adam in the morning. Live here. Fresh 92.5. In studio, super happy to have my friends from Pear Valley Vineyard in studio. Congrats on being Winer of the Year, guys. Nice to see you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for being up and Adam in the morning. Kathleen, look at this. Two years in a row or what? I know. It is. It's fun. It's kind of fun. Yeah, Get, lean right into that mic a little more. In fact, yes. when we let's turn the mic towards you, but make sure we tr- use that bass because I don't want it to tip. See how like there you go. Have that mic be even with the bass. There you go. And Jared, my man, look at this. Were were you kind of surprised? Winer of the year two years in a row. Yeah, I was very surprised. Yeah, kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, we'll take it though. Yeah, <laughs> for for folks who don't understand like how that works, the Central Coast Wine Competition. You really, I mean, it could be you make a lot of wines and you you entered uh, more than two dozen wines into the uh, Central Coast Wine Competition. But the key is, it's not just like oh, enter more wines, better chance of winning. Those wines have to perform. And let's say. 14 of them perform, and the other 14 are, you know, kind of blah, then you're not going to win Winer of the Year. Like, so you have to really perform on the majority of these wines. Yes, ag- agreed. Yeah, they have to perform. Uh, metal or whatever. Me- metal, whatever, yeah, and, and apparently we did that. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. awesome, yeah. man. Very good. Well, we first met you guys uh, in, like, an in-depth interview last year. Uh, I think, actually, Kathleen, I surprised you and let you know that you guys yes. won Winer of the Year on yes. the air. Yes, that was... That's one of the funniest moments of my life. I mean, you just when you said it, I couldn't do anything but laugh because I think I was just shocked. It never occurred to me that that could happen because I think of us as a tiny little winery. Yeah, and um, it was really cool to meet your story and to learn about just how you guys started. Uh, when, when, how long have we been uh, a thing? When did you know, Tom and you guys start everything? Well, we bought the, we bought the property where the winery is in '04, but we yeah. didn't open until '09. So yeah. only since '09. What is that? Oh, two, two. 13 years? Yeah. 13 years. Pretty cool. 14th harvest, yeah. Yeah. So tell me of, um, what what are things looking like? I mean, I don't know what it's been like in Paso, but here we were talking about the weather in San Luis Obispo before we jumped on the air. And it has been like two months of like wind. Mm -hmm. It's been really interesting, like these like northeasterly winds coming in from the valley and making allergies all crazy. What has been like the wind and if that's affected the grapes, like shatter, what are you noticing in, uh, in your rows right now? Yeah, so it actually looks pretty good. I was um, pretty nervous going into the year just with the lack of rainfall that we had, you know, the big storm that came, but that was like December. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so going into things, canopy started to look really well. Uh, we had those really classic windy, um, you know, uh, seasons when we were trying to set. Um, definitely some shatter, um, but overall it looks looks pretty good. Yeah, it lo- looks like more of a, I guess you could say an average year. Yeah, that'd be nice, huh? Yeah. I feel like I was average. talking to some winemakers recently. I was talking to like Keller Bowker and Edgar Torres on the uh, latest episode of the Where Wine Takes You podcast and about how 2019 was one of these years where, and you're starting to see a lot of wines from 2019 now, but um, where you could call the shots. Like it wasn't so much your hand was tied in a lot of different areas. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, we've had, had a couple heat spikes, pretty pretty normal for us, mm-hmm. but uh, nothing nothing outlandish. Yeah. And has there been, since you do grow a lot of different types of grapes, has there been a variety uh, that may be on each end of the spectrum, something that's just, you know, this kind of weather, what we've been dealing with is is great for that, you know, specific variety, but then maybe another one, like, I don't know, maybe the Cab Franc had a lot of shatter or whatever, the one that's been having a little bit of an issue because of where we're at. Yeah, we're we're in sync, so kind of funny you said that. So Cab Franc had a lot of shatter this year, yeah. um, but it was like that really ideal amount oh, so where, you know, we didn't set five tons, we set three tons mm-hmm. and now the clusters are nice and loose and they're spaced out um so yeah we we're just thinning that block yesterday and it, and it looks perfect it looks that's beautiful. cool yeah yeah you getting ready for the fair 
You ready for another day with the Cork Dorks, Kathleen? Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. I'm excited. Uh, I think we're featuring you on Friday because that is the day that we get all the the wine folks out there for the big events. So we'll be out there. Uh, that day is one of those unique days where we're out there from 3 to 6 instead of 4 to 7. But Jeremy and I, the Cork Dorks, will be broadcasting live every day of the California Mid-State Fair. Uh, what do you have planned, Jared, uh, to bring... Uh, to that we're going to be tasting on that day, a little bit of a little menagerie of things? Or yeah, what? I think so. We were going to do, you know, kind of the wines that I think, you know, probably perform best, which yeah. would be, uh, you know, the Cap Franc, um, our Syrah-based blend. Um, I think we're going to do some uh, Alianico. Um, yeah. Nero d'Avola. Nero d'Avola, which is, is turning into one of our little sweetheart grapes as well. Um, and then I think potentially Distraction, which is kind of right. our flagship wine. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, did 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 pretty well. I think that's a tough category, but uh, I still hang my hat on that wine. Yeah, why is that a tough category? Uh, Bordeaux blend, oh, you know, sure. and then the price point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our flagship wine. I think we're in what high forties, something like that, right around the mid forties, mm-hmm. maybe. You know, I think I think that's a tough category. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But it's going to be fun to have you guys at the California Mid State Fair. We're going to come back, chat more with Jared and Kathleen. Pear Valley Vineyard is up and at them in the morning. You're up and at in the morning. Okay. It's up and at in the morning on The Crush, 92.5. In studio, Kathleen, Jared, uh, they are from Pear Valley Vineyard, which won Winery of the Year again in 2022. Congrats, Kathleen. That is huge news. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's, it is. It's delightful. I'm really happy for Jared because I don't think people realize how much work it is to process 28. We have 28 varietals and to process 28 individual harvests each year is just amazing and you guys uh, i mean i'm kind of curious what the experience is like at pear valley because i feel like you guys run very modestly and humbly like you're not very loud i don't really i mean even before my big interview with you last time like i don't think we'd really talked much before that like you know so i mean you guys kind of like the quiet quiet storm over there well yeah i think that's what we are we're just we are yeah yeah i think we're kind of like that little undiscovered secret you know we don't have um, you know, we don't have uh, international or national distribution. It's all out of the tasting room. It's all through our wine club. Um, we are completely a state, so we're farming our own fruit. We have two vineyards. Um, we're making all of our wine off our own fruit. And uh, I think we're just kind of quietly making some some gems. How, um, how many different varieties are you making now? Yes, we have uh, 26 varieties in the ground. Wow. Um, and so not to say that they're all being, you know, bottled is uh, individually you know, labeled. Right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, they all kind of make their way somewhere. Mm-hmm. When you have that many at your disposal, do you sometimes will maybe see the way a wine is performing or a grape is performing and be like, I think we're going to do a single bottle of this this year? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So uh, Maved was a, was an example of that. So it, it tends to make its way, you know, just into our, our own blend. But mm-hmm. in specific years, yeah, we'll do a standalone bottling. Yeah. Yeah. Cab Franc? Cap Franc always has a standalone bottling. That's, yeah. that's one of our one of our kind of premier blocks, I would say. Yeah. So, what would you say if we were looking at the, the pie? What percentages, maybe um, Bordeaux, Cab, Cap Franc? What percentages, you know, your your big role players in the Rhones, like your Syrahs, stuff like that? Yeah. So, I'm, I would kind of say we're. A, it's kind of hard. I, I used to always say we were a Bordeaux house. Um, that was kind of our focus. I think a lot of Cab, Cab Franc, Merlot, Petit Verdot, Malbec. Uh, we have some Carmenere now that makes its way into our, our Bordeaux blend. Um, but then we do the, the Rhone thing as well, just Syrah, Grenache, Maved. Um, and then, um, you know, we've been having a lot of luck with kind of the more funky Italian varieties. That's fun. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. 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 
we're well, we're putting more of them in the ground. So. Oh really? So you're still doing a lot more? Are you play, are you ripping stuff out and putting it in? Kind of redeveloping, yeah. Some things that aren't performing well, virus, that sort of thing. You know, we are a lot of the vines we have were planted in the late '90s, uh-huh. so you know, test of time. It's you know, unfortunately, it's kind of that time. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start putting in some some more stuff. So the story with you guys is pretty. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, uh, Tom and Kathleen, we lost Tom. How many years has it been now since we lost Three. Tom? Three. So it still just feels like yesterday. I can only imagine. And um, what, when you start thinking of some of these grapes that we're planting in, were there ones that when you would walk the rows, Jared, with Tom, that you would say, hey, you know, maybe we'll set to see if this works here or this or that? or So this particular thing that I'm thinking of, um, we are going to, looks like, be replanting some varieties that we already have, mm-hmm. um, but just looking to get some, some better material. Um, and then this next one was Kathleen and I just kind of kicking things around, talking about, you know, what would be something fun that we could do. Um, you know, maybe in the Italian world, um, and then we're looking at whites, and so yeah, I think we have a we have a little bit of a plan. What 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 white? Uh, white? We're gonna put some arnaise in the ground. Cool, that's yeah. gonna be fun. Yeah. What do we get characteristically? Like, what's textbook arnaise? So um, a lot of the examples, you know, tend to be Italian. Um, there aren't a ton of uh, domestic California examples, um, but we're just seeing um, just a lot of stone fruit. Um, beautiful racy acidity. Um, one of them was, was, had tons of just kind of honey on the nose, which I think mm. might not be atypical, but, um, yeah, just kind of going the more stainless route, maybe neutral oak, if, if at all. Um, but just super, you know, low alcohol, just lovely wine that is just, just very friendly. It sounds similar to Peak Pool a little bit. Sure, you talk about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you talking about real high acid mm-hmm. and yeah. high acid? I was getting a lot more of the stone fruit, so okay. a little bit on the riper side, maybe, yeah. you know, 13, 13 and a half were, were a lot of the labeled examples we had. But, um, but yeah, I don't really have any experience with it. So what's it like growing in, you know, a lot of these wines and making a lot of really varied wines, you know, but I know you guys don't make a whole ton of wine. So even the wines, even though you're making a lot of different skews, uh, there's still just a little bit of them, right? I mean, so your, your hands, it's still a very hands-on thing with a lot of different stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very hands-on. Yeah, yeah. So doing the farming there and then as well as doing the individual lots, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of just experience and, and kind of small tweaks throughout the years, every year. Yeah. And you said this year's looking pretty good. This year's looking good, yeah, yeah. Cross, crossing the fingers, you know. But, for, no, uh, for no late season rain. Yeah, that, that'd be a bummer. Or he, what, what, what are you more, like, freaked out about? Late season rain or, like, late season heat spikes? I, I don't like the heat spikes. Yeah. You know, with, with the fact that, you know, we have such little water in the ground going into the year, um, you know, when we start getting into the 108, you know, 110 plus, it, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. Do you kind of just rush to pick or do you wait for those bricks to come down? I think you have to have some experience with the blocks and you have to kind of be able to assess the situation and what the outlook, you know, the pros and cons. Um, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, will hit that heat spike. You know, vines tend to shut down, but a lot of times if it's late in the season, they'll shut down for good. Oh. Um, and so I think you kind of have to look at things and, and make the best, best choice you can for the given situation. Like, can I pull this off and still do something with it that I'm trying to do? Right. You know, that kind of thing. You don't want to, like, panic pick either. You don't want to panic, man. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. I don't know, was it 17? You would know this far better than I, but was 17 when there was, like, these weird heat spikes, and I think a lot of people went out there just like, let's just get it off, and some kind of held back and waited and saw some of those bricks come down. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, again, comes a lot with experience and knowing mm-hmm. kind of your block and what they can do, and if you can get some water on, that'll always help. Um but yeah, just kind of where you are in the season. Yeah, yeah. What was, what, what was what was like your most turnkey favorite vintage in the last say like I don't know 
five, six, seven, last several. Uh, so I, I'm really a fan of 19s. As Everyone loves 19. As we're going back and really starting to taste them, I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan of 19. Um, 14 was one of my favorite years. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a drought year, but I felt like we saw the positive uh, contribution from the drought, uh, from concentration stance and, and limiting yields. Uh, th- those are two of my favorites so far, yeah. What about you, Kathleen? Do you, do you think certain back certain ones last few years, like, ooh, those 19s, just like everyone I taste is good, or certain vintages that stand out like that to you? I do. I do think the 19 was great. You know, another one, 06 was really, really good. Sure. You yeah. know, we go way back to that one. I think that was one of my favorites, too. And sometimes you'll think that this one is great for this, but, oh, this one stood out in this year, you know? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, how, what, what changes in the tasting room after you guys win Winery of the Year? Like, is I mean, this is the second year in a row. Mm-hmm. Or is it or just kind of just keep rolling and... Well, we do. We do get people who come in and, and, and they, they say, you know, we're only here because we heard you got Winery of the Year. Yeah. Which is, which is delightful because, and then they're a little overwhelmed because we hand them a sheet that has, you, you can choose from, you know, like 12 wines that are open that day. Yeah. And they're like, uh, I have to choose. Yes. How you do you go back choose. and forth and do you have like some wine club ones that maybe we don't open or how do you choose which you're going to be opening that day? You kind of rotate through them? No, we rotate through for a month. We'll put a standard on for a month. But we'll always have, we always call it a little something, something open on the weekend because yeah. there's more people so you can pour more. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a little something, something special under the counter for weekends. Yeah, that's good too because those also can be really good at um, turning over uh, wine club members. Yeah, they can. I mean, people who have never tasted a Nero d'Avola or a Alianico or a Charbono yeah. or just like, I haven't even heard of this. I have to get it here. Yeah, so, so many of these cool handy. Italian varietals. You make all the grind? Mm, do not. You seem like you want to, Jared. Uh, <laughs> I got used to Tom for a while. You know, he, he'd always just kind of throw things out there. Yeah. But what about this? Oh, my God, jeez, man. You want to do another one? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, you but. remember those. Yeah, yeah. Then you just kind of pivot and figure it out. And you go, well, it's kind of kind of working out for us. Yeah, it's uh, Jared. He is the, the winemaker and the vice president over there at Pear Valley. We also have Kathleen, who's the owner. Her and her, Tom, her, and her husband, Tom, started this brand. And it's just so cool to see um Two years in a row, Winery of the Year. They're going to be with us. Uh, Jeremy and I are going to be broadcasting every day of the fair. They will be with us the first Friday of the California Mid-State Fair. I want to say the 22nd, and because that's the day that we do the big wine thing. And we'll be broadcasting live 4 to 7 every day. There are two exceptions, and one is that day. Friday, they do the winery awards up there, and we'll be broadcasting from 3 to 6. So things preempted just an hour. Uh, we come back, we're going to talk... Um, fair forecast. Da da da. <laughs> Who knows? Is it going to be a scorching Africa hot year? I do not know. Even the two week forecast doesn't take us all the way through the fair because it begins next Wednesday. We'll see. We'll come back. We have our friends from Pear Valley Vineyards in studio. They're up and at them in the morning. Thanks for being up and at them in the morning. It is the Crush 92.5. I love my friends from Pear Valley Vineyard. We have uh, Kathleen here. We have Jared. Congratulations on winning Winery of the Year, both of you. Thank you. Very, very incredible. What, what, when you when you think when you like uh, look at this plaque and you hold it up to the sky, Tom, look at this. We did it again. What do you think he is thinking in his head right now? My goodness. I think he's seeing, saying, "See, I told you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Don't yeah. you? Yeah. I told he, you it wasn't bad to plant all those. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. He, he's telling me he's like, "I ah, will keep you around." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? Good. Yeah. I love it. Well, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Um, talking about Pear Valley, talking about that legacy that Tom left behind and what Jared's doing with the, the fruit, what Kathleen and Jared are doing with the brand. It's super exciting. Uh, last year they won Tasting of the Year and Winery of the Year, and they just won Winery of the Year again, 
We'll be hanging out with them at the uh, California Mid-State Fair, the Mission Square, where the uh, Cork Dorks will be broadcasting live every single day. All right, I'm looking at the four-day, I'm looking at the 14-day forecast, guys. And, well, for our day, we're the 22nd. It looks like might be creeping up, might be like 97. And I don't know, Jared, I mean, you probably look at forecasts and things like that way more than I do. And, no, pardon me, how to trust them or not. But I'm looking at one of these days, it says, what is this, Monday, July 25th. That's going to be 607 degrees. <laughs> like, oh, man. Is it too far to look into the future? Am I, am I just killing myself doing this? Or No, it's, I, I think it's always good. I always like to look at all the information. Whether or not you act on it, it's one, another thing. But it's always good to know. I mean, yeah. like if, if we're talking from a vineyard stance and you're like, wow, man, I'm going to try to make a round of irrigation. You can't wait till the last minute. Right. You have to, you know, takes a week, takes 10 days. Yeah. yeah. So if you are looking at like what I'm looking at right now and you see... You know, third, fourth week in July, we're looking at some pretty, you know, uh, high temps. Uh, what are you? First of all, where are you? Where do you guys sit in the AVA, and how does that affect you? Are you guys a little bit? You guys are a little cooler than the rest of, like, say, downtown Paso, right? Or no? I don't know. No, you're probably right around there. Think so yeah. you're not. You're not in yeah. Templeton. You're in Paso, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're east of Paso. Gen- Genesee. Oh, you're and, sorry. You're, you're on the side. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. 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 Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're we're pretty warm. I mean, we have um, kind of like the home ranch where Kath, you know, Tom and Kathleen live. We're, um, uh, you know, it's it's San Miguel off 10th Street, so West Side San Miguel. Mm-hmm. We usually add a couple degrees, something like that. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Are you looking forward to the fair with us? Yeah, man, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be rad. Yeah, can't be wait good. to see what you guys bring, uh, Kathleen. We uh, can't wait to see you there as well. Thank you so much for uh, supporting the crush. We love you guys, and can't wait to have. Um, Pear Valley Vineyard. Uh, in the meantime, how can people learn more about you guys? Well, you can go to the website, or you can go to the tasting room, 4900 Union Road, or the website, www.pearvalley.com. Pearvalley.com. Uh, see what they got open, and you're open uh, how many days a week? Seven days a week. Sweet. 11 to 5. How often are you in there? <laughs> <laughs> All the time. I'd, I'd, I'd give you a good solid six at All least. The, yeah. <laughs> cool. It'll be good to see you in there. Go say hi to Kathleen. Congratulate them on being Winer of the Year. And let them know you look forward to seeing them with the Cork Dorks at the California Mid-State Fair. Uh, Kathleen, Jared, great to hang out with you guys. Thanks so much for being Up and Adam in the morning. Yeah, Thank appreciate you. it, man. Thanks for having us. Up and Adam in the morning. With Adam on Keel. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. The Crush 92.5, the perfect blend.